I haven't got time to mark this motherfucker. Here we go again. We can't hear anybody. Nobody can talk to anybody. You guessed it, Pressure Points, with your two favorite hosts, I'm D. This is Pineapple Juice, AJ. We're coming at you with Season 6, Episode 32, Madman and the Midnight Massacre. AJ is going to be proving that the state of Utah is the best. For additional content, find us on Patreon, Instagram, and pointsofpressure.com. Let's get to it, baby. Well, turn the fucking thing off, you dumbass. Great start um, right. for a World War II episode calling me a Jew. Fucking hot. <laughs> and saying the best. The best. It's true. Utah is the best. Well, some, I had a lot of things. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, they're the top of some things. They're like, the best. They're the best like at water having... consumption. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're, they're the absolute best at having people with really, really, really high incomes bringing up the average for a county so they can bring up taxes, despite the fact that the majority of the population is at or near the, uh, poverty line. you know, poverty line, the federal Brand. poverty line. Yeah. I'm doing a, a project for my nursing, uh, course. Oh, I couldn't remember the name of the course. I think I'm failing this one about, <laughs> about inequalities and inequities within community health in this county. It's fantastic oh, yeah. to Not see. Bad. That apparently the average household income in this county is roundabouts ninety thousand dollars. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. They. That's why. That. This is where averages fail. Yeah. When there's, you know, the top one percent really driving that up. Yeah, considering the disparity between. Yes. Exactly. High income and middle class. <laughs> it's big. It's a big Huge. difference. <clears throat> but that's not what we're talking about today. How's your week? It was good. Uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah, clocked okay. in a couple hours at the factory. Yeah, uh, played played some Satisfactory this week. Yeah, uh, doing any Starfield? No, I I'm waiting for. I think they've put out an update that kind of fixes how it runs a little bit better on my. Uh, Has it been running rough for you? Yeah, oh yeah, like fucking twenty FPS. It's been oh. a struggle, like thirty usually max. Um. But yeah, I mean, not terrible. I've just been locked in on. Got a game. yeah, yeah. got a clock in. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, got to bring about up you? that household. I've been playing a lot of Starfield. Yeah, good. Yeah, you liking it? I it's a blast. Obviously, every game has their issues, but I figure I want to get through it without mods first, and then I'll mod the absolute hell out of it, play it again, and it'll be just like Skyrim. Hell yeah, it's been um, impressive to say the least yeah i i'm i've been thoroughly enjoying it considering i didn't even know it was coming out i didn't know anything about the game i didn't hear anything about it so you know i I like to keep my expectations low so that i'm surprised when it's something good there you go oh yeah yeah i got uh i also got one of those you know that uh that pasta maker that you have the little hand crank one yeah i got an electric one oh dope Turns your, out... So an attachment for your... Um, yeah. For my KitchenAid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And it was not KitchenAid brand, so it was like a third the price. Oh. 
Yeah, because the KitchenAid brand one's like $150. Yeah. It yeah. is ridiculous. Kitchen, KitchenAid overcharges for like fucking every attachment on their stuff. Yeah. So don't ever buy name brand attachments <laughs> for it. Just get get a third party. It worked great. Made some Alfredo. Made the noodles a little a little too thin, but it was good. I mean, it's. I feel like it's easy to do. It's hard to gauge the right thickness. Because, I mean, the first time we made noodles, they were like paper thin. Yeah, it was tissue like, paper. It was like vermicelli. Yeah. Like, it's it's hard. It's practice. Yeah. It makes practice. But they, they turned out really good after oh, yeah. after a little finagling. Uh, stole a babish recipe, of course. Always. So if you ever, ever want to use it, you know, it's, okay. on, it's up there. Easy peasy. I may take you up on that. Yeah, it's so... I got it. I I followed like the basic binging with Babish, Alfredo recipe, yeah. and the pasta recipe. It was so good. Oh yeah. I didn't feel like having to having like I'm carrying a stone around in my stomach afterwards. Yeah. Like I normally do. Like it wasn't as heavy. <laughs> yeah. It was really good. Good. Yeah. So that, it was that's thin. Been, yeah. There you. Yeah. Had to be. Yeah. The dairy came back, but yeah, uh, well, it's well, whatever. I'll just get you. For yeah, sure. it, Good. it wasn't too bad. Um, yeah. I did so much homework today. My brain is fried, Jesus. so that's why I'm kind of all over the place. But yeah, no sweat, dude. <laughs> I yeah, I was I was ready to get my homework done. That's fair. Uh, it's fun. It's not bad. So we're gonna we're gonna get started here. Hell yeah. I'm gonna bring you back. I'm gonna be the newsreel. I was gonna play a newsreel. Decided not to. Didn't have the information that I wanted. So. Summer 1945, fantastic time period if you're an American who is not a soldier. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Uh, it's specifically July 8th, but World War II is in full swing. Women are entering the workforce and finding newfound freedom without reliance on men. Fantastic. Boom. Two months after victory in Europe Day. So the war in Europe is done. In terms of fighting, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot to do with reconstruction and divvying it up in the Nuremberg trials. There's a lot of shit going on yeah. there still. It is a oh, mess. God, dude, yeah. Could you imagine just the, well, Fucking the leader post. of your government just blew his brains out and every Sorry. other government official is either dead or in Argentina. So <laughs> we now have to, you know, pick up the scraps. Also, here are all those war crimes that were happening in those what you thought were just labor camps. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's all these all these war crimes that the new government is now liable for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. So it's a it's a mess over there. Hey, but at least you're not being bombed anymore, right? Yeah, no more daytime raids on Berlin. So yeah. uh Hiroshima would be bombed uh-huh. in one month. One month away. I think it's like because uh, it's July. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was like August sixth yeah. was when Hiroshima was bombed. So you know, you're right in that sweet spot where it's yeah. war's not over, so industry's still good and the economy's great. Uh, as long as you're not a marine in the Pacific, everything's but it's, but everything's it's doing all right. About to be over. Yeah, that's if you're sure. if you're an American soldier in Italy or parts of Germany, dude, you're living life. <laughs> <laughs> the things they'll do for a cigarette—that's horrible. Um, <clears throat> despite the war in Europe being over. And, you know, because of all that confusion in this process, it takes a ton of time to release all the POWs that were being held in America and vice versa. All the American POWs and I assume other European POWs in Germany or in in other occupied areas. And there's it's actually very interesting. They they didn't release 
German and Italian POWs as early as they could have because they were relying on the POWs to bring in, to be farmhands, oh, essentially. Yeah. Because all, all the men are, or a ton of the men are, you know, across still fighting or doing other, you know, still involved in the war. <laughs> so they're no farmhands. God. So they, they kept them way longer than they needed to just to bring in a harvest, Jesus. an extra harvest or two. So Utah, interestingly enough, is a hotspot for POW camps. Kind of makes sense. We have a surprisingly large military presence in this state still mm -hmm. to this day. You know, you got Hill Air Force Base. You got Dugway uh, testing ground, Dugway proving ground. You have Fort Douglas. You have all sorts of shit. Um, and a whole bunch of like biochemical warfare plants and, and mm -hmm. the NSA the NSA is here too. That's great. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, they're, I think they're in Salt Lake. Oh wait, I vaguely, I vaguely know that. Yeah, I think they've, we've talked about they've it. wiped it, wiped it from my brain a couple times. So. Oh yeah, you know, every time it gets better. Yeah, every time I remember, I shortly after forget. Weird, weird how that happens. So in Utah, there were fifteen thousand Italian and German POWs. Jesus, really? Yeah, I like didn't know that those. many. Damn, they had camps. All over the place, like little POW camps, where most of it was, most of them were kept near in like Fort Douglas, or out in the desert, you know, yeah. away from civilization centers and your know, cities and stuff like that. But when that harvest time came around, a lot of times they would be in temporary camps to work with local townsfolk. Huh. So kind of, it kind of just depended if you were an asshole or not. <laughs> So specifically, we're going to be talking about Camp Selena. It's in Selena, Utah, which there'll probably be a map on our Instagram at some point this week of how the town was set up. But it's basically main road, two crossroads, and a POW camp right at the end of the main road. Jesus. Is this like central southern Utah? Yeah. Okay. So, south of us. Which doesn't say much. Um, yeah, right on top of where they did all that nuclear bomb testing. Short, yeah. During this time. During this time period. <laughs> yeah. They were south south central. Oh, okay. Probably. A little closer to central. But uh, but like shitty desert area. Pretty bad. Pretty okay. rough. Yeah. But but still along the, the main thoroughfare that oh, all civilization yeah. in the state is in. Yeah. Along the I-15. Mm-hmm. So this was a temporary overflow camp from Fort Douglas, and it was completely full of prisoners from the Africa Corps. So oh. these guys had been here for years at this point. Shit. The Africa campaign, that was pretty early in the war when that ended. Damn. So they, it was about 250 prisoners in this camp. It was super, it was a super simple camp. Basically, they started to, you know, fill up and more POWs were coming they, there was already a camp at this location that was a civilian conservation corps camp, which I'll talk about. But they basically figured, the town said, hey, we need, we need some farmers. And the military were like, okay, we'll, we'll send down and convert this camp. So the civilian conservation corps, um, we've talked about before, it's that work relief program that was part of the New Deal during like the Great Depression into, I think it was into the 40s. Okay. And they, they focus on conservation of natural resources, setting up, like, national parks and trails. Like, the trail that we hiked on yeah. was set up by the Civilian Conservation Corps. Okay, yeah. You originally. Talked, you talked a lot about that while we were hiking, and I was like, I know the tiniest amount about it, but not nearly enough to 
like be like oh yeah absolutely this is this yeah cool no it, it's pretty cool i i uh, i'm a fan of the civilian conservation corps you know give a bunch of young men physical jobs about conserving our natural resources that's great <laughs> that's fantastic especially when they couldn't get jobs otherwise yeah so bring it down a little bit more like exactly do you talk about exactly what that whole process was like what they were doing exactly like the civilian conservation corps yeah 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 do no. you have notes on all that no i mean talk about it Fuck. No, that, like, that's what they did like yeah. like the national park service you know yellowstone was the first national park because of the new deal and because of the civilian conservation corps but really it just went around either establishing trails or developing trails and they did a lot of building and Figuring out like where our current national parks are, pretty okay. much like, okay, the this is a beautiful location because of this, this, and this. Let's set it up. Let's put in roads so that people can access it, like actual hiking trails, in a con than... in a conservation minded sense. So stick to these established trails because it's the easiest route, and then it's you're more likely to conserve. And you're not going to go up to one of those places, one of those big tall rocks and Zions and push it over. Yeah. You know, it's like it set up that whole thing. And they I'm sure they did plenty of other stuff. That's just my but that experience was one with of, them. One of the biggest things they did that stood out to you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I learned about them in the Boy Scouts. Oh, shit. So it, it was a camp for the Civilian Conservation Corps. And then it was converted into this POW camp. Where it's basically, you know, the the wooden platforms with tents on top. There were 43 tents. There was an officer's quarter. There were three guard towers and a, just a fence around it. One of those tall barbed wire line fences. Yeah. <clears throat> and there was probably a barracks. There should have... I, I would assume it's so. It's not mentioned in many sources, but there's definitely a barracks there. Yeah. Uh, because it was it was rebuilt. There's a museum there now, which is super oh. cool. I want to go there. So, as I was saying, the POWs were used to bring in local harvests all the time, especially sugar beets. Oh, okay. We produce a lot of sugar beets here and up in Idaho, at least at the time period. And, I mean, we went to that, that sugar beet mill, that abandoned one in yeah. Idaho. Yeah. That was that was just over the, That's just, just over, over the border, the border yeah. too. So, that, that's, I mean, a lot of these harvests by these POWs would end up at that mill. Oh, which is pretty shit. cool. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's super cool. cool. But, uh, you know, it, 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 they were they were trusted pretty much. Like a lot of these POWs were just, the war's over. I just want to get home. Oh, my God. I'm sure. Like, I'm not, I like before they didn't have anything to to really fight against. Like they, a lot of times once you're a POW, you're not still trying to do this like, uh, What's it called? Like the Great Escape, the movie mm -hmm. with uh, what's his name, Steve McQueen. Yeah, yeah. A lot of time that that didn't really happen very much. Oh, that okay. that usually happened to American POWs. I see. They okay. were they were kind of told, you know, be scummy, <laughs> be scumbags, and slow it down. <laughs> a lot of times, once I mean, if you're in Utah, yeah. there's no way you're going to one escape. Then get through the desert. Yeah, and survive. <laughs> and yeah, get to a shore, yeah. a coast somewhere in a land that you're not from. Like in 1945, <laughs> there are three, four major towns you can go to: Ogden, Salt Lake, Provo, Saint George. Yep. Three of them are right next to each other, and if you're in like 
central to southern Utah, you are a long fucking way from St. George yeah. and Provo. So a lot of people were just, you know, they would, they're released in the morning to go work in the farms. They come back at night, go to sleep, eat dinner, go to sleep. Um, and they would mingle with the townsfolk a lot. Like there, I found one story. It was a, a firsthand experience of just this farmer dude in town buying something with one of with his daughter. Mm-hmm. And one of the POWs, one of the German POWs, an older guy, picked up the daughter. And he was like, what the, what's going on? And he's like, put my daughter down. What are you doing? And he's just bawling. And oh, he can't Jesus. speak English. And he just takes out a picture look, of his daughter. Yeah. And he's like, I just, you know, who knows what he was saying. But it was just like, he's been away from his daughter for so yeah. long. He just wanted some kind of something yeah. some connection with her still yeah miss this kid yeah Damn. crazy crazy stuff in- interestingly <laughs> Dude, enough dude's like what the fuck are you doing with my kid yeah he's just damn. crying yeah <laughs> i want to have compassion but what the fuck <laughs> yeah so interestingly enough this is the brief aside my great grandfather was a farm worker during this time period um, he, I don't think he enlisted or I don't, I don't think he was eligible to enlist or something. I don't know exactly what he was super poor down mm-hmm. up in Idaho and he worked on a farm on a sugar beet farm with German and Italian POWs. Really? He was one of the foremen essentially. Oh, wow. So when they came to work, he was the boss. And a lot of times he always, he always talked about the Italians were always just nice they were fun they would sing they would you know just make the best of the situation get the work done never cause any problems and then you get the germans and they're split up (laughs) into two groups you have the older germans yeah and they were usually quiet cool with it closer to the italians yeah then you get the young germans they were always you know authority figure is bad always causing problems and uh, it's actually, it's in a newspaper, him being interviewed about having these three young Germans who were just slacking off, not doing the, not doing the work, um, but still wanting the food and the sleep and the, you know, the place to stay and all this yeah. stuff, just not listening at all. And they, they start like getting up in his face and he beats the shit out of them, Jesus knocks them on their Christ. ass. And then you know, he said... And we, we never had any other problems with the young Germans after that. <laughs> what a <laughs> like, fucking 1945 story. It really is. Jesus Christ. I love it. I Yeah, there, it's in an, I have a copy of the newspaper article upstairs. But uh, I mean, to yeah, me, that was it. Not, like, not to defend a German around this time whatsoever, but of course. I feel like that personality, like oh, that, the that reason was a, they're like that, common personality. especially the younger ones, like they grew up. With propaganda, they grew up everywhere. with all of that propaganda, yeah. saying that they're better than everybody else, yeah. and that everybody else is lesser. And yeah. even like a oh, fucking twenty-five-year-old yeah. POW, like likely has no memory of what Germany was like prior to. And if they like, do, they're trying to forget it because yeah. it was bad. Yeah. So yeah, that that's exactly it. It was a super common personality because they were hand-fed growing up yeah. that they were the best of the best. God, imagine. So, of course, it makes them have that 
Imagine being a budding youth in post World War One Germany and pre World War Two. Fuck that. You would be. You would think you were the hottest shit that around. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of baggage. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. So, yeah, it you know it was pretty common. I uh, they a lot of the POW camps were just all right. End of the war. Everybody's gone. Tear it down, and there's nothing left. There in recent years, like the last twenty years. They've been putting up more signs where they can identify where POW camps were, and people have been trying to figure out the history. Yeah. Um, so, like, I didn't even know that there was a POW camp in the town that my great grandfather lived in. I have heard about the ones, the ones that were in Idaho. I know that yeah. there are a handful. Yeah, but we, I we've didn't talked know, about them before. I didn't know about the German and Italian one, like you said. Like, yeah. I know about like there's another one that's up there, but I don't remember very much about it. Yeah, it's it's super cool. I want to go to a couple of these because there's there's a little bit of stuff left. But back to the the story. So you know, military, the military is run extremely well. Genius level IQs, obviously, to kind of run everything, make everything work. So what do you do when you get a soldier with behavioral problems that would potentially put them or another person? in danger if they were fighting on the front lines. Where would you put that soldier? I mean, me personally, I would, and I know that this isn't the answer you're looking for, but I would find your grandpa and I'd have him beat the shit out of them. No, pretty much. uh, (laughs) I agree. (laughs) No, I feel like the correct response is work out like a, a POW exchange. You would, you would think. No, no. I mean, an American soldier. Okay. Uh, A U.S. soldier. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine that their response is, oh, we'll just put them in their barracks. Like, we'll just put them in there. <laughs> like, I I don't know. Like The go-to at this time period was, let's go make them guards of POW camps. Oh, Jesus Christ. Genius move right there. Let's put this guy who doesn't like authority figures into a position of authority yeah, God, over is, POWs. This is a fucking Stanford prison experiment all over <laughs> It again. really kind of starts to feel like God that. God damn. So in enters Private Clarence V. Bertucci. B-E-R-T-U-C-C-I. Okay. Bertucci? Yeah. I'm going to call him Clarence. Okay. Good old Clarence was born in Nolens in oh, okay. 1921. I was going to say, is, he, is Clarence Italian or is he American? He was okay. born in New Orleans. He dropped out in the sixth grade, joined the army at 18 in 1940, ended up having five years of service up to this point with one tour in England on an artillery crew. Didn't see combat because mm-hmm. he was deployed to England. Yeah. And he blew up, uh, blew up tanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He inflated blew up inflatable them. tanks. He's not, and... he's not smart enough to, <laughs> I'm sure he's not smart enough to keep that a secret. He was in, he was in the U S army, not the air force. Yeah. Okay, yeah, he definitely wasn't smart enough to to keep anything else up. In fact, it was determined that he was incapable of being promoted after five years. Oh, shit. Most people aren't privates for five years. Um, And he had a discipline problem. (laughs) God, So he's perfect. 23-year-old gets assigned guard duty at Camp Selena. Oh, grand. And he's angry. Well, yeah. He felt cheated. He's like, I didn't get to kill any Germans. That's literally what he said. Yeah. Oh, my. What? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I didn't get to kill any Germans. This is bullshit. 
Exactly. That's that's the energy. God and I was damn. reading some of his quotes, and it's like, what the fuck it's is like, wrong with it's this such guy? Such a weird fucking. Like, I mean, I I can see why. Well, I don't understand it, but I can see why some Americans that joined the war were like, I'm joining this to kill Germans. I mean, with the amount of lead that's literally fucking everywhere. Yeah, with the lead for uh, sure. They all have. But in general, tendencies. it was I'm joining. To defend my country yeah, or to exa- help yeah, out it, other people. It's kind or... of the same thing as, uh, like, as weird as it sounds, uh, post-September 11th, you had so many people that joined and they were like, I'm doing this for my country, but with the caveat of, like, I'm going out there to kill terrorists. Well, I'm sure there's always, like, a subsection of people who join the oh, military absolutely. who are just psychopaths who are like, this yeah. is the best way that this I can is... get paid to kill people. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm 100% sure it, it, it would attract those people. So yeah. I'm thinking he's more on that side where he's just, I, mean, I wanted to kill somebody. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that people that mm. join the army are normal when they're like, oh, yeah, I want to go out. I want to go out and kill terrorists. Oh, I want to go yeah, out yeah. and kill Germans. That's not a normal fucking no, no, response it's not. Even Even for all. people joining the like military, it, that's not It normal. takes a really fucking weird goddamn person to, to see enlisting as like, that's why you're doing it. Yeah. So he gets his assignment and he says, someday I will get my Germans. I will get my turn. Oh, that's a direct God. quote. Yeah. So they're like, <laughs> okay, cool. We'll put him... Over, over a bunch of POW Germans. Germans. Yeah. Oh, my God. Great guy to have. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So July 7th, 1946, come, or 1945, sorry, comes around, and Clarence goes out drinking. He's on the night shift, oh, so he's starting good. early. Okay. He has a couple beers. So, yeah. Nothing you know, crazy. The, the guy with anger issues also works the night shift, which is really good, and it keeps everybody mentally sane when they work night hours mm-hmm. forever. You're you're always mentally safe and sound. Always. When all you do is work for the army at night, and that's it. Yep. <laughs> God. Exactly. It doesn't lead to like further drinking no, problems. No, no, never. Especially when you already have such extreme anger issues. Yeah. Jesus. So he starts. Kicking back a couple of beers. Nothing crazy. Like, oh, he's not blackout yeah. oh, drunk. I'm sure, yeah. Just a couple. A couple like beers. Seven. Like, four. <laughs> and this this is 1940s beer, so... Oh, yeah. They probably made it Basically. at the bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's bread water. Yeah. He stops at a cafe on the way to his night shift, and he start, He orders a coffee and starts talking to the, the dame waitress. Dame, not damn. <laughs> starts talking to the waitress. They're making small talk. 1950s small talk, I'm sure, was awful. Ew. I mean, all small talk is awful, but 1950s small talk, or 1940s small talk, ugh. Yeah. He then tells the waitress, and I quote, something exciting is going to happen tonight. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, if only this, if only anybody could have seen this coming. Dude, I, I love stories like this, but I also hate them, because it's like, at the time, with small talk, you would think, especially in 1945, they're sitting there talking about, like, the thing that was front page news that day in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, you hear? Something exciting is going to happen tonight. You hear? See? Huh? Uh? Why don't Why don't you give me my eggs sunny side up this time? Won't you make my coffee extra dark, huh? Like, exactly. it's just, and he goes, yeah, something, something exciting is going to happen. And the lady goes, ooh, what? 
like uh, it's a surprise yeah, uh, i'm gonna blow up a fucking pow camp <laughs> yeah, like right. oh my god dude so he uh he reports for guard duty at the midnight shift he uh waits for the previous shift to go to bed because you know when you're off guard duty you don't immediately go to bed you know you have you have another cigarette yeah you have your another 16th, pack yeah you <laughs> another have another pack, pack of cigarettes yeah drink sleep. eat something whatever it is and then you go off to the uh, barracks sexually harass the the, the, the waitress waitress yeah yeah, you yeah. Know, it's the 40s. tell her something's gonna happen to her tonight if she's not careful <laughs> something like that so he reports for guard duty. She goes, uh, I hear something exciting is going to happen at the POW camp tonight. And he goes, yeah, probably. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. I'm God. not listening to you. And he climbs up the guard tower. Okay. It's, it's, a, <laughs> Jesus little, it's a little weird because normally guard duty is you're just sitting there like. Yeah, it's exceptionally By the weird. Gate. Because, you don't usually uh, stand in one of the guard towers until something's happening. Yeah, when he climbed up to the guard tower, he had an enormous backpack on that was filled with cases and cases of ammunition. Yeah, right? No, he doesn't <laughs> need to, because there's a thirty caliber M1927 Browning machine gun oh, God. in that guard say, tower. I was expecting just like popping out the M1 Garen and just going Yeah, just ham. going, doing like, a, what, what's that? Yeah, the what's fucking the Inglorious German, Bastards yeah, German propaganda yeah, he's in the tower. the film. That's what <laughs> I was Hitler's expecting. And Hitler's just laughing. Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah. So he, he gets up there. He lo- Like the gun wasn't even loaded. That's to show how dangerous oh, it's these, about to be. these POWs were. Man he learned that up. night how to fucking belt feed that he, thing for he sure. He puts a belt in. Yeah. And he open fires into the tents. See, everybody in the camp wakes up because there's a bunch of bullets going everywhere, um, including one that soldier who just relieved him of guard duty. He wakes up and he hears screams, oh, no. yeah. moans, and gunfire. Jesus. And he's like, are we under attack? What the fuck no, is happening? No, somebody is. He empties the gun. He hits 30 tents before another soldier at the, there was somebody, as he was shooting, the soldier at the bottom was like, hey, get down from there. And he's like, and he said, let me find the quote. Can't hear you. The bullets are loud. Get more ammo. I'm not done yet. What, what caliber is this? 30. Jesus Christ. Yeah. If you, if you haven't seen a 30 caliber round, YouTube look it that. up. Yeah. Like, and if you haven't seen a 50 caliber, I know that this isn't 50 cal, but if you haven't seen a 50 caliber, look that shit up. It's terrifying. How it's big those it's fucking American are. as hell. So, and just, the, the and soldier, just pop, 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 pop. Yeah, he's just bam, 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 yeah. bam. Jesus and Christ. So the soldier climbs up and tears him out of the tower. And goes, it's my turn. But he's already out of ammo. Mom said it was my turn. Yeah, it's my turn. Rifle. Now, oh he already God. ran out. Of, it, it took 15 seconds for him to go through 250 rounds. God. Damn. He surrendered with no in, with no uh, resistance and was found to be not intoxicated. Oh. And they just took him away like nothing. No, so they just put him back in England. They were like, "Oh, it turns out he has it. He is actually pretty good at combat." Yo, whoa, yeah. <laughs> He's dep- really good at killing Germans. Let's send him back to Europe. Yeah, let's put him in Munich. <laughs> so he obviously he's taken away. Soldiers and townsfolk and everybody is Getting everybody, checking every tent, getting people out and bringing them to the local, I say hospital, but this is a small town. Yeah. It's probably closer to a clinic. In fact, there it was so packed, they had to treat some of the people outside in the lawn. 
Jesus, dude. Um, they they said that. Uh, let's see. One one person was almost cut in half. Yeah. And he lasted. He he lived for six hours. That's what I fucking mean, dude. Like like it's this is a serious these rounds round. are fucking massive, and they shoot out two hundred and fifty rounds in fifteen seconds. Mm-hmm. So that's a thousand per minute. It's crazy. That's insanity. And this, a lot of the soldiers remembered that, like, there was blood flowing out of the front oh, door God, of the hospital. Dude, I'm sure. People were running around, freaking out, doing everything they could to do anything because God damn. you're a small town and suddenly you have 30 people yeah. who were messed up in it, an instant. Yeah, like, and it's not even just messed up. Like, like these they are have, severe. They have clinically, like, borderline like they have gauges yeah, in their dead. body they're they're moments away from bleeding every to death. single basically every Holy single person shit. needs surgery or they will die so you said he shot 30 tents he shot 30 tents and it it ended up being about 30 people were injured yeah well 30 people total hit by bullets yeah yeah and nine of them dead or eight of them died instantly one of them died the guy cut in half died six late six hours later Jesus. Um, and they they were just doing surgery forever. Oh yeah, like and they all have like night. they have like one doctor that's also a vet. Yeah, and then you then you also have the other POWs who at this point are trying to help, but now people are getting worried that yeah. are they going to retaliate? Yeah, like obviously there was a good relationship there before Clarence. Yeah, but they, it was like super tense. And blood is flowing, and I've I've actually got the names of the victims here, because normally I can't find all of them. Um, it's Otto Bross. I'm Ernst surprised you Fuchs. can with something like this. Oh yeah, uh, I'll tell you why. Uh, Gottfried Gaga, Gaga, Ga- well, Gaga. That, that's got to be Lady Gaga's dad. Yeah, it is. Grandpa. Uh, George Lisk, Hans Meyer, Adolf Paul, Fritz Stockman, uh, Walter Vogel, and Frederick Ritter. Okay, but the guy named the Adolf was kind of uh, asking kind of had it. For, no. <laughs> <laughs> he was 45. <laughs> um, Clarence was arrested, of course, as you would expect. And he was basically like, what? We got to figure out what the fuck just happened. Because this guy didn't, he apparently didn't show any signs except to that waitress. Yeah, yeah exactly. Who, who would have ever... <laughs> So when asked, he, had, he he showed no signs of, of, of retaliation anything. like this ever. No, Even, nothing. Despite all of his anger issues, despite being you know brought to work here because he wasn't working out in the field. Oh, and all just of his anger wait. issues. <laughs> who could have ever seen something like this coming? Exactly. That 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 phrase explains like. 60% of our episodes. Yeah. No, I would say like probably 80, 90. 95% yeah. of our episodes. So he gets fucking shot and Freud in our yeah. episodes. He uh, just says that I hated Germans, so I killed him. Totally calm. He, like, from that point, he's just calm. Yeah, and the guy interviewing him goes, okay, I get that, like we all do. But <laughs> these are prisoners of war, unarmed people sleeping uh, that you just shot up. Yeah, and they're 
they're not in Germany currently. They haven't been in Germany for years. And guess what? We won that war. And we're okay if they you're are not, doing it. They are not enemies anymore. The, the dude interviewing him is like, look, I shot plenty of innocent civilians. I shot plenty of people while <laughs> they were sleeping in Germany. But you need to be in, in Europe. But you've got to be overseas. <laughs> Seriously. War crimes aren't okay unless they're by us Two innocent in another country. In another country. That's the most if it's important in our country, thing We have to free press here. That is our enemy. <laughs> we have freedom of speech. The worst mistake we could have had. Oh, so he, he gets placed under guard at Fort Douglas in Salt Lake City. Uh, and then his record came to light that he had three previous punishments in his last five years. Okay. Uh, being absent at post. Okay, just a little AWOL for a minute. Uh, he missed a train, which is AWOL. Oh, oh, I was like, who fucking get, like, I'm sure that happens. Well, but it was okay. two where he, like, yeah, a deployment. I see, I see what you're saying. Um, and then uh, he refused to perform guard duty once. And this is all in within the last, in... just in his career. Oh, okay, okay. I wasn't sure if this was only at this place or no, this if it was total. when he was in. Okay. But. He also had 12 hospitalizations in five years, mostly for mental health evaluations for what his supervisors called, oh, where was it? What? Attacks of insanity. So- 12 times. <laughs> what the fuck? So these aren't listed as like disciplinary action. It's just like, oh yeah, you know. He, he was evaluated by a doctor. He wasn't feeling like sicknesses and it's just like- like, yeah. in, like Listed as clinically insane. Listed as clinically it's, insane. It's because he didn't actually do anything when he was insane. He yeah. was just insane. He just had a mental break. 12, or something. Yeah, 12, 12 times, times in five years. five-year deployment. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. And they thought, this guy's, this guy's perfectly stable Jesus enough to have access Christ. to firearms. Totally fine. That's one every five months. <laughs> wow. If he wasn't a soldier, that would be really expensive. <laughs> Can you imagine? Jesus. Uh, yeah, exactly the kind of person you know I I would want in the military, guarding over Good prisoners. God, dude. One captain who kind of came in, evaluated the situation, and said, "This guy's totally sane. He premedi he premeditated this. He planned this. He has no remorse. He should be court-martialed." But that captain's superior said, Ooh, nah, these 12 times speak I think he's crazy. So they sent him to Bushnell Arm Army Hospital in Brigham City. And the, put him over another POW camp. Yeah, know, yeah. So just to see. As is tradition. Yeah, just to see how, how he would respond. <laughs> no, no, no. no so, so they sent him to Brigham City. Into a hospital and that's now torn down that I've been inside of. Um, and the doctor said he is mentally unbalanced. So he was not court-martialed. Oh, my God. He was instead given a free vacation to a hospital in New York, Mason General Hospital in New York, for an undisclosed amount of time. He dies of natural causes in 1969 and never has to face any consequences of his actions. This is Christ. The victims... Were buried with full military honors. They didn't have really German military like gear, so they put yeah. them in American oh, wow. uh, uniforms, which I thought was like, wow, these, yeah. some this of these is, guys are actually this taking is this seriously. Really fucking weird for the time. These like, people are. I mean, I I think it's just that you know that war was over. Yeah, and, and to be fair, at the same time, 
like this is a small town. They probably got to know these guys. Like, oh yeah, this isn't like a, 100%. a camp that had like four thousand dudes in it. Like this is they probably had. They got to know people very just closely. a handful more men stationed there than they had POWs. No, they had way fewer. But even they, yeah. even they, they had like like twenty people there. It's just for like the guards. Yeah, you get to know them you so much better. Damn, dude. Yeah. I mean, that's so they that's do. A they cool do full thing. military honors. They even have a choir come out. But oh, they wow. make sure they don't sing Nazi songs, but they do sing some German songs, it's which probably, I think is super respectful. Probably the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, for being honest. No, luckily, <laughs> luckily. Oh God, my eyes is like <laughs> like it sound. That's the most Utah thing that oh, yeah. I can imagine. Is that they're like, oh, you know, it would really, really be moving if we got. The Lord's favorite choir oh, to God. perform for these these dead POWs. They also the the one thing that they that some of the military people were kind of upset with is they couldn't figure out what flag to bury them under because <laughs> they couldn't do the the Nazi yeah. flag because yeah. that government was done. Yeah. They hadn't the Germans hadn't officially had a new flag yet. Like they didn't know what to do, so they just they gave them some nice headstones and. They made yeah. a they made an American flag. Oh, they they brought a bunch of flowers and stuff too. Like it was a full on oh, Wow. They made like, an American flag that was red, yellow, and black. Yeah. And they were like, Yeah, this will cover both bases. This works. <laughs> and yeah, they, they get full military honors. The wounded wow. were able to be returned to Germany on a special program where basically a wounded POW can be returned immediately, no questions asked, but they cannot be paid. Or compensated in any way for whatever reason they were wounded. Oh. Kind of, I don't know, I guess kind of so that they don't just shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah. And then they they have to go back and recover and pay for it all. I see that, yeah. That, that kind of thing. Sense. And and because that would have been a quicker way back to Germany than just being a POW. Yeah. So they didn't want to incentivize people or basically let them know they could make it back. So they get sent back to Germany. No real compensation was sent to the family. If they could even find the family in war-torn, yeah, you know, Jesus. crumpled up Germany. Most families couldn't even be found until 1948. But they did eventually find oh, the good. victims' families. Which I'm I'm like, who? This is a different America yeah, than no, what I know yeah. about. Like, what America is this? Now, like, I see why people would be patri patriotic during these time periods. Because they're like, yeah, we're going to do the honorable thing. We're going to track down, even if it takes three years, we're going to track down the families of these people who were wrongfully killed. And we're going to bury them in, in military honors, even though they were prisoners. I mean, it's pretty wild what the Reagan administration did yeah, to this Yeah, that's, that's 100% <laughs> true. That ain't the truth. And it, it eventually, I think in the, in the 70s or the 80s, the story was discovered. Again, kind of not oh, okay. discovered, but brought yeah, back yeah. to light. Um, some people started to build a museum, rebuild. They rebuilt one of the guard towers and a barracks, and Damn. and they kind of brought this history back. And they were able to interview some people. And they did a kind of a a reconsecration, I guess, of the burials, where they actually invited they the eight. wounded people who are still alive. They invited them back to kind of, you know. Put the headstones back on, do a little "we're sorry" kind of thing, and show that they're still being honored. Built, and they, they did it. Built eight and a half statues. You know. Yeah, 
And they, uh, um, they did it. I thought this was actually really thoughtful. They did it on the German day of mourning for those lost on the war. I was like, oh, that's, that's crazy. A lot of people didn't know about it until like 20 German people showed up in their town, this small town out of nowhere. And the community was surprisingly okay with it. They were just like, you know, for a, for a small town in the middle of nowhere, they're like, okay, yeah, this is awesome. Like. I'm glad that this can be remembered and memorialized. Yeah. It's the only Unlike thing that, Clarence, yeah. who was able to die of natural causes and wasn't shipped back wounded to his shithole country. Oh, it's only a shithole because, you know, the government just fell. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying Germany in general is a shithole country. <laughs> in fact, I think, yeah, I think it's pretty nice. But, you know. So this ended up being the largest killing of enemy prisoners in the United States during World War II, oh, making Utah, Utah number, one. number one for largest single incidents killing of enemy prisoners in the United States during World War II. Wow. What a what a list to be the What a feel-good story. Yeah, damn. <laughs> no way it could have been Christ. prevented. Yeah, no, not at all. Never, mm. It never can be. No, 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 no. God damn, yeah, I didn't even know. Yeah, I've never happened. even heard of that. That's like, crazy. Like, I knew we had POW camps around, but I didn't know it was... Like, if you look at a map of where the POW camps were, it was they were surprisingly close to just, like, Ogden POW camp. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that close. They were just on the outskirts of a town. That, yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Jesus, that's wild. Yeah, so... I'm so mad I didn't learn about this in my sixth grade Utah history class. This could have changed everything. I don't remember for me. taking that class. I know I did, but I also went to school like forty years before you. So. <laughs> yeah, at least. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They how many? When the they, they still had was different. Yeah. yeah, they still had forty-eight stars on that flag, right? Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. It was forty-seven, I think. <laughs> yeah, California hadn't quite made it. Yeah, not quite. Or Texas or something. I don't know. We still called it a territory when I was yeah, in elementary yeah. school. Yeah, it was a, te- a territory. <laughs> the <laughs> I, uh, I I remember uh, when they did the Louisiana Purchase. Yeah, God, really. Thought, wow, what a waste of money. Wow. All those natural resources that we don't know how to use yet. Hey, to be fair, if we hadn't purchased the, if we hadn't had the Louisiana Purchase, we wouldn't have had Clarence fighting under a U.S. flag. You're right. The Louisiana Purchase was the greatest failure. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. If you disagree, you're wrong. You're un-American yeah. if you disagree. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because you're on the side of French New Orleans, by yeah. the way. <laughs> God damn it. It's the worst side. Mm. Oh, shit. Not bad. Yeah. I mean, sure. it's fucking terrible. I mean, it's hor- horrible. It's definitely like, awful. What the fuck? Yeah. But good episode. Well, thank you. Damn. Well, if uh, if you want stuff that's similar to that find us on patreon we got some exclusives and we're gonna have another one next week yeah next week or yeah next week do next week i'm going out of town the 30th the 29th 30th and the first yeah we'll see we'll see if i'm going out of town no no, no, no. we'll see if i do it <laughs> oh yeah, yeah uh yeah something like that but something we like have that. uh we do a monthly exclusive uh, generally the last day of every month, sometimes before, sometimes after. Uh, <laughs> Roughly every month. On our Patreon, so go over there, click on it, check it out, 
click around, take a look, subscribe if you want. We have some sloppy seconds episode on there, like 20 plus. He's just working on a series called Voices. Eventually. And if you join, you get your name at the end of the show. Yeah. Is that a segue? Yeah. Oh. I don't have it up. <laughs> <laughs> We've got uh, Mini D, Toddle Waddle, and Weston. Thank you, guys. They are the... Sorry, they are the chair people, chairpersons. The board. The board. Um, you know, not a lot of female representation on there, just saying. Uh, it would be nice if we could even that out with three women. It's true. The three it's women who listen. Yeah, that's true. Who are in the rest of the Patreon yeah, yeah. names. So. <laughs> of course, we've got uh, Abby, who doesn't even listen to this show. AJ's third nut. <laughs> Kitty titties. Uh, Thomas. Dark runner. D's Nuts, G-Dog, Hayden, Laravo, and Lindo. Thank you guys so much for uh, for being here and helping us do this. Yeah, we really do appreciate you guys. Um, and, you know, as always, if you guys ever, ever have any recommendations for show ideas, movies, books, TV shows, music, whatever, if you want to send anything our way, we will always, always check it out. Um, and Personal if you want to send memes, do that too. Uh, by all means, reach out to us on Instagram at Point So Pressure. Email us at ppdnaj at gmail.com or send us a voicemail on our website, pointsopressure.com, and we'll catch you guys next Monday.